shelter. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, um, why? <laughs> you know why, Ashish. I know why. Our number two. <laughs> Our number two here on the I Sports Blast. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, no, I didn't either. <laughs> Our number two here I on went the to sp- the other room and I thought of coming in here being like, guys, I did something. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know what that little you'll, something was. You'll find out soon. It's great pre-production. Our number part. two here on the Sports Blast ESPN. Your <laughs> I can't. I can't. Don't, don't you miss this guy? Even just a little bit? Bobby? Bobby V. Bobby V. Our number two here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com, taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, We're going to switch gears. We spent the entire first hour talking about uh, the Celtics as we get them ready for Game 7 on Monday night. I want to get into this topic. David Ortiz has a new book coming out called Poppy, My Story. Mark's not really a fan. Mark's, Mark's not really a fan, by the way, of the title of the book. No, I despise the name of the book. It... It's boring. Poppy, my story? (laughs) It seems a little lazy. It's like, Mark, my story. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, your story. I love love Michael Hawley, but he's never really, you know, been creative creative with the names, you know? Yeah. I think he has another book that I uh, read a while ago, uh, Belichick and Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Great book, though. Great Great. book. Wonder what that book's (laughs) book's about. No, fantastic book, fantastic writer. Love him as a radio host as well. Uh, on WEI in Boston, but at the end of the day, the titles of the books are very direct. Also, also War Room, War Room, excellent book, love War Room. But uh, the purpose of this segment here is to just talk about the fact that David Ortiz chose to uh, rip a certain someone, and then uh, that's why we were having that uh, little music there in the beginning. Uh, he decided to rip his former manager, Bobby Valentine, who was mm. responsible for that disaster of a season in Ortiz, 2012. Ortiz can just join the club. Who hasn't ripped on oh, Bobby Valentine? One of yeah. the worst managers in the history of the Red Sox. Just unbelievable. Comes in, spends one year here, and basically yeah. just ruins the team. That's one of those and, things where like, you look back on Red Sox history when you're talking to your kids. It's like, why, Daddy, what happened here right before they won the World Series in 2013? There was a 2012 season. What? What was that? I Son, don't we know. don't we don't talk about that. Well, here's the thing: we kind of want in <laughs> some ways. Remember. In some ways, I kind of want to thank Bobby Valentine for that crap fest of a season because it made 2013 all the more epic. It's just like look at that epic turnaround true, from 69 true. wins, yeah. you know, to the Boston strong team. It, you know, so in a way, it kind of worked out. But in this new book, Poppy, my story, co-written by <laughs> Michael Holly, I'm just gonna keep saying that. Title. Uh, so, Sports Illustrated uh, released uh, a couple excerpts here. I'll read one of them. This is. Um, uh, from the book, Poppy writes, The drama began almost immediately in spring training. I remember fighting the thought very early. We're going to have an absolutely terrible year. It was all about him in the <laughs> spring. It was as if he wanted to prove how smart he was by running us through all these drills he'd used while managing in Japan. Drills we'd never done before. Bobby was in his own bubble, and I just wanted him to, wanted to get him out of it and tell him, F you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty much what everyone wanted to say to Bobby Valentine. That's pretty on target. 
It, it really is. You know, the funny thing is, uh, I was telling you about this, Mark. Uh, if Shortly after Bobby Valentine was hired by the Red Sox, it was either at the very end of 2011 yeah, I remember. or at the beginning of 2012. I can't remember. It was somewhere like December, January of that crossover between the two years. Yeah, was that I was, game, I was right? at a Celtics game, yeah. And I'm not, I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't very high on the on the hire. I'd never liked Bobby Valentine, even going back to his days with the Mets when he pulled that stunt where he got ejected from a game and then came back with like a fake mustache and sat in the dugout. So I'd never been a fan of him. I always thought that he was sort of a clown. But but when I was at the yeah. Celtics game, they put him. You know, he was there. He was at the game, okay. and they put him on the jumbotron, and everyone kind of gave him a standing ovation because they thought, okay, this is the guy that's gonna you know whip this team into shape. They just had the uh, chicken and beer t- uh, uh, collapse in uh, September. September of 2011, yeah. this is the guy that's going to get it done for us, and everyone gave him a standing ovation, and in that moment, I was like, you know what? You got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. I was like, you know what? I think this uh. guy's going to do it. I think he's going to turn it around. Maybe I'm not giving him a fair shake. You got goosebumps for Valentine? <laughs> Flash forward. Oh, my Four or five goodness. months. And I'm like, yeah, no, that I was I was way off on that one. I should have trusted my gut from the very beginning. I should have never trusted that this guy yeah. can do anything remotely capable of what Terry Francona did it in was his a- years with the Red Sox. Valentine was a... Take it all in. Valentine was an unlikable guy. I mean, he was a mainstream guy from ESPN. He was all about himself. The only reason why he wanted to come to the Red Sox is make his name known. So he's back at MLB baseball. I don't think he really saw a future with the Red Sox, and I don't think the Red Sox really saw a future with him. There's a reason he's been fired like a billion times. There's a reason he went to Japan. Yeah. The guy's a clown. Yeah, he's everywhere. I mean, like, like, honestly, the epitome of what Bobby Valentine is as a manager is when he was with the Mets, he got ejected from a game, goes into the clubhouse, gets sunglasses and a fake mustache, puts that crap on, and comes back out to the dugout. It's like, dude, you're not fooling anyone. We know that's you. That's the epitome of what Bobby Valentine is as a manager. And even in the book, David Ortiz talks about uh, a moment where they were doing some pop-up drills and Bobby Valentine didn't want the infielders calling for the ball. I mean, this is baseball 101. <laughs> what do you say? I got it, I got it, I got it. Mine. Bobby was like, no, no, no. We see in the noisy stadium, that doesn't work, so I don't want you guys doing that. In the book, Poppy basically talks about an incident where Mike Aviles yells, I got it, then gets chewed out by, by Bobby Valentine <laughs> and gets humiliated in front of the entire team in spring training. So what happens? Poppy, Dustin Pedroia, and Adrian Gonzalez go into his office after that, and they end up confronting him. And what he ends up doing is rolling his eyes, looking elsewhere, looking everywhere but at, uh, except for at these three guys who are supposedly the leaders of the clubhouse. These guys walk out of the office, and they're like, what the hell was the point of that? Like, this is just... That's Bobby Valentine for you, man. That's Bobby Valentine. <laughs> and it's just... I he invented mean, the burrito, though. He, the wrap. The wrap. Oh, he invented uh, the wrap. Oh, the yes, rap. yes. Yeah. That, that's, he invented that's the wrap. That's one of the things that he's famous Which for. Which is a burrito. So he invented the burrito, too, Well, right? a burrito would be a Mexican wrap. He right. just... He invented But if he invented the wrap, he invented the burrito. <laughs> Think of that. Wow. Think, and that's probably what he's most... <laughs> Can we make that the buzzer? (laughs) We'll have to. (laughs) It's so good. This is ridiculous. What else did he claim to uh, invent? Didn't he claim to invent like some type of music? Did he? I don't Um, know about that. I I I don't know. I feel like he's the kind of guy that's like uh, he'll own up to everything. uh, Like like Trump did earlier this week uh, when he said to the Economist, "I invented the phrase uh, prime the pump.'" He said that to the Economist. (laughs) By the way. Like, that's Bobby V. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, what are you eating over there? Oh, is that a wrap? 
I invented that. You know, I invented that. Yeah. yeah. Way back in the day, I, I was like, you know what, sandwich? I don't know. I'm not feeling a sandwich right now. And then I see this flour tortilla over here. Yeah, he, he's not To my right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what if I just take <laughs> all the turkey and mayo and lettuce and tomatoes and I just wrap it in this tortilla? Ooh. No one had ever thought of that before. Wow. You know, the thing is, Bobby <laughs> Valentine was so bad. And we knew we knew that John Farrell was a bad in-game manager even when he was with the Toronto Blue Jays. But when he came in 2013, everyone was like, hallelujah, John Farrell, baby. Come over here. That's what Bobby Valentine did to us is our standards got so damn low that John Farrell made us all <laughs> excited. And we forgot how bad he was oh, so as true. an in-game manager in Toronto. So true. And Bobby Valentine, man, like, I know this has nothing to do with his managing, but just the way he talked just pissed me off. Like, he's like, well, you know, we just kind of went out. It was kind of like David Price's voice. You know, he kind of had that, like, sing-songy voice, and he'd be like, well, you know, we went out there and we played, and we just didn't get it done today. Yeah. yeah. I'm Bobby Valentine. <laughs> What's know? going on, everybody? Yeah, you know? And, he's and literally the, Bozo the Clown. Li- yeah, he literally. Really is. He's actually a clown. You know, there was this incident one time. I think he was on his bike on an off day or maybe the day before, um, you know, a night game or something like that. The point is, he was on his bike. Was on there Memor- a video on- of this? I don't think there was video of this, no. but this supposedly happened. He was biking on Memorial Drive in Cambridge, yeah. and he answered his phone and was just trying to send a text while he was on his bike, <laughs> and he crashed. <laughs> Hit a parked like car. That. <laughs> what the? How do you do that? <laughs> Did he hit a parked car? I don't know, but I remember oh, reading the story. And yeah. normally, your first instinct when you read about your manager yeah. getting involved in something like that, you're like, oh no, I hope he's okay. I don't My care first instinct was, oh, I, I mean, I hope he's not hurt, but I no. laughed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to, though. The, the guy was a clown from the get go, though. I mean, they had sit-down meetings like Pedroia and Poppy wanted. Players-only like, meetings, too. Yeah, and, and Poppy and um, uh, Pedroia wanted to approach Valentine to let them know, like, you know, what type of organization is. This is our team. This is how things should be ran. Because when Terry Francona was here, that's kind of what it was like before that chicken and bear incident. So I, I think, you know, the players were more frustrated because there was a disconnect there was a mixed message from Valentine, and Valentine had his own way about going, right. going about things. When, in, in in respect, you know, the players had the right to do that. Actually, I, I, I pulled up the uh, article here. I was wrong. It wasn't Memorial Drive. It was actually Central Park in New York when this bike crash happened. And here's the best part. Here's the headline from CBS Boston. Bobby Valentine crashes bike while reading text message from Dustin Pedroia. Irony. You probably saw like, oh crap! What does this guy want now? Yeah. He's been up my ass all year, and now, look, whoa! <laughs> look at me, Bob. Take a picture. Seriously, I'm dead. <laughs> all he's missing is that big red nose. <laughs> oh my god! Like, hey, Bobby Valentine. As much as we, it's kind of like it's kind of like how we view George Bush now. You know, yeah. at the time, a lot of anti-Bush people, yeah, like, oh crap! You know, George Bush is our president. Is. But no, no, no. But the thing is now, anti-Bush people look back on him in a weirdly fond way. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, oh, it was well, kind of, yes. it was kind of, so in in a weird <laughs> way, it, I look may, back. Current president. May, not, not that I want to get all political or <laughs> no. anything, but uh, I mean, pretty much any George Bush-isms would be just fine right about right. now. Compa- so, and so that's Bobby Valentine. It's kind of like that with <laughs> us. It's like we hated Bobby Valentine at the time. But now, in a weird way, I look back at 2012 in sort of this weirdly fond way of no, Bobby no, Valentine. No. See, it, it, what you said <laughs> at the beginning was, you, Bobby Valentine, you, you hated him so much, and he was such a clown 
that the next guy, John Farrell, who sucks, you're like, oh, at yes. least it's not Bobby <laughs> Valentine. Wow, this is worlds better. Even though Farrell sucks, yeah. you're yeah. like, thank God, no more Bobby Valentine. Because even when Farrell was in Toronto, we'd say, like, Average. oh, he screwed this up, he screwed yeah. that up, he's, you know, managing this team to nowhere. Yeah. When he came in, we were like, thank God, thank the Lord. Oh, well, I can see him, like, making that clown laugh as he falls off his bike, too. Like, oh, I got a text message. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but, but the reason why people are excited about Farrell is because they had the, the tie with um, Terry Francona because he was a pitching manager with them. So I, I think it kind of gave them a little light to it saying, hey, we actually have, like, a, a Red Sox-born manager now right. back into the system where – Valentine really was mainstream and just came out of nowhere. Yeah, the it was th- a, a choice of the owners. No, the thing is, like at the time when John Farrell came aboard to manage the Red Sox in 2013, it wasn't even about, hey, this is a guy that can manage a baseball team. It no. was, this is a guy that's not a clown. That True. was that was it. Like True. this is a guy that may or may not be the best baseball mind when it comes to managing in the game. He definitely but this isn't. is not a guy that's going to unnecessarily create drama because I mean, the he gets there and all of a sudden in the first 2 weeks of spring training, he makes that comment about, well, you know, Kevin Euclid, I just don't think his head's in it. And then Dustin Pedroia comes out and he's like, I don't know what Bobby's trying to do, but that's not how we do things around here and he's going to learn that pretty soon. So right off the bat, he's creating drama where there shouldn't be. Then there was that incident mark I was telling you about when um Will Miller Brooks was struggling in 2012. Comes back to the dugout, and Bobby Valentine sort of makes the snide, sarcastic remark, like, hey, nice going, kid. And that messes with Will Middlebrook's confidence the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, but, like, yeah, he, this guy just doesn't know how to in interact with people. No, he did. But my point is, no one, and I mean no one on this team, liked Bobby Valentine. No. Not a single person. The owners did. The owners definitely did. The owners chose him. <laughs> they chose him. Sherrington did not choose him. No, Sher- No, he was not Sherrington's guy. No. It was Henry, Lucchino, and Werner. Those yeah. were the three guys that chose Bobby Valentine. Yeah, they loved him. Sherrington didn't want him. They were- Sherrington didn't, but Lucchino did. Yeah, he, 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 was he overrode guy. everyone, and he realized after everyone had already realized this guy was a total clown, that he was, in fact... A total clown. I mean, you can just keep listing the different moments where it was just hilarity into a point where it's getting sad. Uh, there was another moment that year where Bobby Valentine is in a press conference, post-game press conference. Oh, yeah, this is great. And his phone rings. Yep. His phone goes off. I remember this. I remember watching this press conference. Bobby Valentine answers the phone, and he's like, Hey, Bobby, I can't talk right now. I'm in a press conference. I'll call you later. <laughs> he answers the phone. His son's name is Bobby. Oh, I was going to say third person. <laughs> like, and then he just looks at the reporters, and he's just like, my son. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, come on, man. You're the manager of the Boston freaking Red Sox and your phone goes off in a press conference. What the hell's wrong with See, you? See, that's the least of my worries. Um, I just, I don't like the fact that he was talking smack about his own players. Um, there was a disconnect right away. You know, him calling Euclid out. I felt like that was the, the Valentine of ESPN giving his analysis on Euclid to say he was overrated and that he wasn't as good as people think he is. Um, so I think there's a lot to it. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I have no idea why he was the way he was. But it, it just didn't resonate with the Red Sox. It really didn't. He lasted one year. There's a reason for it. He was a poor manager and a poor leader. I, I feel like when you bring in a manager, he has to step up the right way, and he, he just didn't. It was offensive and lame, so double offensive. Yeah. So I, I mean, he was one of the worst in Red Sox history, right? I mean, and now... 
uh, this book just sort of validates that, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Poppy, my because you're gonna listen to Poppy. You're gonna listen to that guy. Oh, of course, you're gonna take it. If it take him for what he's uh, for what he's worth. There, he's one of the greatest DHs, maybe the greatest DH, maybe the best Red Sox player in the history of the franchise, coming out. And particularly ripping on one guy. He only had, what, four coaches over the course of his career? Terry Francona, Bobby Valentine, and uh, John Farrell. Didn't he start when Grady oh, Little? Oh, Grady Little. Grady, Grady Little, Little in 03. That's yeah. right. I forgot about Grady Little. So, no, yeah. no uh, he wasn't throwing any salt on Grady Little or Francona or even John Farrell. And, and Tori yeah. Lovello. And I, told, I actually told, this, Lovello, to Bri- yeah. I told this to Brian once on the air when we were on the show. I said Bobby Valentine made Grady Little look like a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and look. For Ortiz, uh, we know he's outspoken, but I mean, he didn't have to rip on Bobby Valentine. He wanted to. He felt like doing it. Yeah. He well, wanted I mean, to. You're writing a book about your entire career. There has to be at least a chapter devoted to Bobby Valentine. I don't know how long uh, his, you know, I don't know how many chapters or how many pages he devotes to Bobby Valentine, but you've got to touch on it. Yeah. Michael Holly, David Ortiz, come up with a better title. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's still stuck on it. Quickly Poppy, before, my story. I know we got to really? go to break, but you guys remember? You guys remember that one other incident where Bobby Valentine comes out to argue with? I think it might have been the first base umpire, and the guy, like the umpire, spits gum onto Bobby Valentine's oh, chest yeah, by accident, yeah, yeah. and then Bobby Valentine kind of like starts laughing, but then he gets serious again because he's like, "No, I'm mad at you. I can't laugh." <laughs> <laughs> it was like that Lou Pinella commercial. Yeah, with yeah. The, was it? Uh, it was like a Dasani commercial yes. or Aquafina, where it's like you got to throw me out of this game. Yeah. The guy was just a clown from beginning to end, couldn't be taken seriously, and now it's just one of those things we're going to look back on in a weirdly fond way of Bobby Valentine. It's yeah. just That's the way it's going to be from now on. Yeah, he's, so. a, he's a clown. He will always be <laughs> our Valentine. I look forward to uh, reading this book. I think it comes out, I don't know, like next week, two weeks from now. I have no idea when this book comes out, but it's coming out soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Michael Hawley with David Ortiz, Poppy, my story. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> What an awful title. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Tom Brady, who was selected to grace the cover of Madden 18. We all know the Madden curse, so I think the only person in this room who's mildly excited about this is probably Mark. Yeah! <laughs> we'll get into that next here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire.